You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with me today. We've got a very powerful episode lined up for you today. We're going to be talking about how we can make the most of the situation that we find our society in right now. You know, with 2020, it seems like 2020 came along and threw our lives into a blender. But today we're going to talk about how we can make it into a delicious smoothie. You know what I mean? And right now here in the state of California that I just moved to, you know, we haven't even been here a full year yet. Society is re-shut down. They didn't just shut it down. They opened it a little bit, opened a crack, and then shut it back down. And right now, uh, for the upcoming semester, uh, children aren't going to be able to go back to school. Uh, we've got millions of people who are unemployed. Countless businesses are closed. And this is a very trying time. And I truly want everybody to understand that we have not seen the fallout yet, the true fallout. And I want to help to make sure that as many people as possible are in a position to overcome this because our mental health is going to be stressed, our financial health, our physical health, our relationships, but we can come out better. Uh, Albert Einstein said that in the middle of every difficulty lies opportunity. And we have to shift our mindset to that though, because when things are going bad, when we're faced with obstacles, especially uncertainty, we tend to go to the dark side. All right. This is how, you know, Anakin Skywalker you know, went down the wrong path. It was it was presented with, uh, you know, those those trying times and trying opportunities. You know, so shout out to Darth Vader. Shout out to Spaceballs. All right, I don't think they get enough credit. Um, one of the greatest movie parodies of all time. All right, main character instead of Chewbacca the Wookiee, they had Barf, played by John Candy. All right, a big shout out to them. But again. In the middle of every difficulty lies opportunity. We have to shift our mindset there. And, you know, this has been a trying time for many. But I believe that we are strong. I believe that we are capable. And I believe that this is a time in history that is offering a great reset. It's offering an opportunity for humanity to elevate. You know, it makes me think of, you know, the original Nintendo. The original Nintendo, the game console itself had two buttons. One was a power button and one was a reset button. First of all, why don't, if I want to reset, why don't I just push the power button off and turn it back on again? They're like, no, you're going to need this reset button. The reset says, I'm playing the game. Maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I uh, was exposed to a glitch. Maybe I want to do something different. But the reset says, I'm going to keep playing. I'm just going to tap this real quick. I'm going to keep playing. And... I think that life right now is a big reset button that is getting pushed, whether we like it or not. And so we need to embrace it because it's happening. You know, fighting against what is, is what leads to a lot of suffering. But the thing is, we don't have to, we don't have to be content about it. We need to accept it, realize what's happening, realize what is, and then put in place an intelligent plan of action, which starts from the inside, you know, Truly, all change is an inside game and really getting our mindset right and taking control of our own personal economy inside of our minds, our own personal uh, health and wellness inside of our minds. So we can take that 
and spread that out to our family and our communities. So very excited about this episode. And as I mentioned, this is my first full summer here in California. I grew up in the Midwest, STL, all right? And here in California, it's, it's amazing the consistency in the weather, but something that I've noticed is very different from the Midwest summers is that here in California, you, you, know, you, you got the heat. It might be, you know, just say it's 90, 95 outside. And, but then there, if there's a piece of shade, you go and get into the shade and it's cooler. It's like, oh, there's some nice shade here. In St. Louis, it doesn't work that way. We'll just say if it's 90, 95 in St. Louis, and you see a little piece of shade, you know, you go and get you some of that shade, but the heat's like, where do you think you're going? We have this little extended arm called humidity and it'll grab you up by your collar, all right? Make you holler for a dollar kind of humidity. It, it doesn't feel good, you know? So it's like, I've got a true experience now of going into the shade and be like, oh, this is nice, nice shade. But St. Louis doesn't work that way. And shout out to all my friends and family in St. Louis, everybody listening in St. Louis. I love you guys so much. And another thing from St. Louis Summers was Kool-Aid, all right? I was a Kool-Aid barista, maybe? A Kool-Aid uh, alchemist. I was a Kool-Aid alchemist. I would take, well, first of all, sometimes, you know, we didn't have money, so we had the Flavor-Aid, all right? So it's like the off-brand Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid costs like 15 cents a packet. Getting off-brand Kool-Aid, like, you gotta be trying to stretch a penny. You know, so the flavor aid. But anyways, I was an alchemist with it. You know, so I would like mix flavors together, take the cherry, combine it with the black cherry, you know, give it a little flavor note. I'll take the, you know, the um, the orange, combine it with the fruit punch, give a little bit more orange flavor. So that was that deal. But the craziest part was the sheer amount of sugar that was put into those two liters. Like, you know, you get you a two liter pitcher to make Kool-Aid like two cups of sugar, something outrageous, right? Outrageous. But today we're able to radically upgrade those experiences and actually get something from it. Because of course you look at the Kool-Aid packet, it's 0% juice in the juice, right? So we've evolved from there, but we have to still understand that trying to get somebody to change their habits by doing something totally different is usually not an effective plan of action. Because people want change, but they don't want to change that much, if that makes sense. And so this is why I really love products that create a bridge for people. Something that's very similar or familiar, yet it's done in a much more ethical, healthy, health-affirming way. And so even for my kids, for my son's best friend next door, shout out to Avery. He and, and my son, they go in there and they grab their little packets of Organifi Red Juice. And it's basically, for me, it's just like upgraded, supercharged organic Kool-Aid in a sense. But this is made with real whole base foods and nutrients. Let me tell you about a couple of the ingredients in here. So number one, they've got acai in the formula. Now, I've known about acai since we were calling it acai because nobody knew, all right? Like 20 years ago, I was like getting this stuff and seeing what it can do. And so now everybody knows about acai. They've heard about it. They get the acai bowls out there. But why is acai popping? Well, acai, compared to most uh, fruits out there, we're looking at about 10 times more antioxidants. But listen to this. So this was a peer-reviewed study published in the Journal of Agriculture and Food Chemistry. And they found that acai 
when test subjects actually consumed acai, it actually raised their antioxidant levels in their body. It wasn't just like, this is supposed to do the thing. It actually did the thing. And this just shows, you know, the researchers uh, alluded to that this is demonstrating how effective the consumption of acai is in being absorbed in the gut and making its way into circulation and being able to do, do cool jobs. Antioxidant, oxidation is a part of aging in a sense. You know, if we see extreme oxidation, you know, that's like metal rusting. You know what I mean? But oxi but we need some of that. We just want to make sure we're not dealing with the excessive oxidation, like free radical activity. And antioxidants come in and just kind of pair up these bouncing around free, um, free radicals and neutralize them, right? So it's super important. We want to support our body's production of its own endogenous antioxidants, antioxidant systems, but getting it from our nutrition is obviously important as well, especially today when we're exposed to so many things that accelerate the aging process. But that's just one of the things in red juice. Another thing is they've got concentrated blueberry in there. And researchers at the University of Michigan published data demonstrating that blueberry intake, so the consumption of blueberry, can potentially affect genes related to fat burning. So this isn't just trying to get your body to, you know, just burn fat. It's actually affecting the genes that are responsible for that activity. So powerful, so cool. So that's just a couple of the ingredients in the red juice. We've got acai, we've got blueberry, we've got beets. You know, beets is all about that cardiovascular performance. Beets is utilized massively now in sports performance because of the increase in oxygenation, like oxygen actually being able to get into your bloodstream and fuel, like boost and increase stamina. So we've got a lot of clinical evidence that beets can help to improve your endurance. Pomegranate in there. We've got some medicinal mushrooms in there too, like reishi, cordyceps. You know, cordyceps is all about performance as well. And it tastes good. That's the thing at the end of the day. That's why the kids will have it, right? So, and no sugar. It's not like the Kool-Aid I used to make. <laughs> it's not like the Kool-Aid or the flavor aid I used to make. It's no sugar. It's sweetened with natural sweeteners like monk fruit, for example, very low glycemic to no glycemic, and you get all these benefits as well. So pop over there and check them out. It's Organifi.com forward slash model. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash model. You get 20% off the red juice formula, the green juice, their gold, and all their other products. It's incredible. Incredible deal, 20% off. And it's something, again, my kids go and grab the little go packs. They've got Organifi go packs as well. Those are great to travel with. So pop over there, check them out, Organifi.com forward slash model. Now let's get to the Apple Podcast Review of the Week. Another five-star review titled Positive Energy in Your Life by Mick3000Live. Two weeks in and forever thankful for stumbling upon this podcast. Consistent positive energy injected into your life with every episode. Reinforcing ideas, practices that promote a life of progression of the physical and mental. All right, thank you so much for leaving me that review over on Apple Podcasts. I'm so happy that you found me. Guys, this is why it's so important. Please pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for the show. It means everything. And right now we're really working to create a movement. And even as we're working to really help to shift the conversation that's happening right now with health and wellness, we really need to look at, again, all change is, is an inside job. And what can we do to take control of the things that we can control? Because the world has changed 
rapidly. And there's still so much more change to come. So I want to make sure that we're in the right mindset to put ourselves in the position to be able to thrive under these changing conditions. And so there's this other statement that says, never let a crisis go to waste. Never let a crisis go to waste. When one door closes, another door opens. But in my perspective, when one door closes, 10, 20, 100 other doors open. We just never paid attention to those other doors. Oftentimes, life has to force us to see the other options that are available. But we also have to make the decision to open our eyes and see them, open our hearts and see them, open our minds and see them. And so the first thing is always understanding the power of our minds to find those things for us. The solutions are there for whatever struggle you might be going through or somebody in your family is going through. The solutions are there and ever present. However, we have to be able to uh, utilize the power of our incredible minds to be able to see them, to be able to act upon them. And for me, this always goes back to the principle of something called instinctual elaboration, all right? Instinctual or instinctive elaboration. Now, this is a mental reflex. Literally, your brain does this automatically whenever you pose your brain a question. Your brain is a servo mechanism. It's a heat-seeking missile. It's locked on to its target, but it needs a target. When you ask a question, it engages this instinctive elaboration. Your brain begins to seek to find the answers to the question. Now, the catch is the qualities of your questions are going to determine the qualities of your answer because you can ask negative disempowering questions like, why me? Why is this happening again? Why are they doing this to our school system? Why are they doing this to my friend's job? And all this is gonna do is lead you down a road of things that are gonna continue to make you feel disempowered. And it's not that those questions aren't justified. It's just that we can actually do something to change those conditions if we change the quality of our questions. And so in the midst of this that we're experiencing as a society, asking a question like, what is this experience of COVID-19 economic shutdown trying to teach me? What is this experience of civil and social unrest in the United States trying to teach me? What quality is, is, is trying to emerge in my own personality? What quality is trying to emerge in my own character? And another question to ask in looking at right now, we're seeing a big shift taking place with challenges with mental health and specifically for our children, you know, several reports. And these are all things we're going to be talking about. We're going to be doing masterclass episodes dedicated to these issues, but we're seeing these rises in mental health challenges uh, for our children and also as a community, you know, when uh, there's, again, so many new obstacles, so much uncertainty, so much fear. Uh, this is just part and parcel that comes along with it. But again, we have so much capacity and we've got so many resources for you here with the Model Health Show and the things that we've created, this incredible archives, these, this incredible library with natural solutions, clinically proven solutions to support mental health. So we'll put a couple of those episodes in the show notes for you, uh, specifically with anxiety and depression. But it's simply, again, working with the brain, working with how the mind is wired up. And so using that instinctive elaboration, asking yourself 
please do this. Just take a moment and ask yourself this. What makes me happy? What makes me happy? And I know it's not to negate all the other stuff going on in the world. It's not to negate or ignore all the challenges because that's where our mind tends to go. But just ask yourself, what makes me happy? And if you allow that question to process and simmer, it might be, you know, spending time with my children. It might be uh, painting. It might be gardening. It might be spending time with my friends. It might be, you know, doing the work that I love. Ask yourself, what makes me happy? And the greatest thing that you can do right now to help push humanity forward is to take some proactive, conscious time to invest in that thing that makes you happy. All right, I hope that that makes sense. Also, another big question is asking yourself proactively, what is my biggest challenge right now? Just ask yourself, what is my biggest challenge right now? What is the thing that has me feeling so off-center or out of sorts? And just get face-to-face -face with that because sometimes it's just like this shadow, right? It's like speaking of shadow or the shade in St. Louis where the humidity's at. It's just, it's like this shadow just kind of hiding in the background. We don't even know what it is that we're having this like this, this dark night of the soul or this feeling out of sorts. Now we can bring it forward by asking, what is my biggest challenge right now? Is this something that I'm proactively, unconsciously or subconsciously creating a bigger problem myself? Not that any of us do that. We don't create bigger problems ourselves, do we? That's called sarcasm. All right, I've been teaching my son Braden about sarcasm. He's a little too good at it. It's annoying. Um, but once we bring that forward, now that we've asked, what is my biggest challenge right now? We can couple that with an empowering question, which is what action steps can I take to overcome that challenge? It's just like a GPS. We need to know where the heck we are so we can know the destination. Okay, so we find out where we are by asking, what is my biggest challenge right now? And then we find out how to get to the next point, our ultimate destination by asking what are the action steps? What are some action steps? What are three action steps that I can do right now or within the next week or the next month to help me to overcome this big challenge? All right, so again, utilizing instinctive elaboration. Utilize the power of your mind. Don't let your mind just use you. Your mind is a wonderful tool, but it's a terrible Tim the Tool Man Taylor, all right? Your mind is a great tool for you to utilize, but if you allow it to use you, it's like that show Home Improvement. I don't know if you used to watch that. You'd be like, ah, 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 all right? Shout out to Tim Allen. How do I know this stuff? I don't know. But he wasn't very good at the whole tool thing. He wasn't very good at being the handyman. His partner on the show was, you know, but um, you take control. Utilize this amazing tool that we have atop our shoulders, all right? And don't allow it to, because your mind is infinite. Your mind has infinite capacity to imagineer terrible scenarios <laughs> and also just to imagineer, imagineer wonderful solutions and wonderful scenarios as well. But we need to direct it. Not to ignore that there are problems right now. But in order for us to solve these problems, we need to utilize the power of our mind in an intelligent way. Another question to ask is, again, when we're looking at a lot of uh, economic oppression, a lot of health oppression, a lot of social oppression, that weight, it's something that we need to be stronger to elevate 
and, and, and move the bar of these things, right? So this is a squat analogy, all right? But it's asking ourselves, in this time of confusion and chaos and change, what are my greatest strengths? What are my greatest strengths? All right, what are, what are my greatest strengths? I sound like Mike Tyson the first time I said that. What are my greatest strengths? All right. And you know why this was there? Because of the, the Nintendo analogy earlier. And I was thinking about the game that we had. First of all, when you had Nintendo, if you're going to beat the game, you're going to, you, there's no save. You have to play straight through. So you better be lined up for a few hours, three, four, five hours. Or you're going to have to start over. And I just imagine right now what it was like for people who actually had a job. You know, I was a kid, you know. But my stepfather, he had Mike Tyson's punch out, which was one of the best games ever to come on Nintendo. You know, but you had Soda Popinski you had to fight. But you're, you were average Joe. That's who you were. Nothing impressive. You got a couple little moves. But you had to figure out everybody else's pattern. You know, shout out to Mike Tyson's punch out. And so again, so asking yourself, what are my greatest strengths? Maybe it's, I have a great strength of perseverance, of problem solving. Like I always figure things out. Maybe one of your great strengths is your ability to bring people together and to facilitate connections and collaborations. Maybe your great strength is, you know, leadership and helping to uh, guide and support teams and individuals. Uh, maybe your greatest strength is your music and your art and being able to express uh, passion and emotion and inspiration through your music. You know, asking yourself, what is my greatest strength? And with that, asking what is it that I can do right now to add value? What is it that I can do right now with my strength to help the situation that our society is in right now? But start at the micro level. What is the thing that I can do right now to support and use my strength to support myself and my family? Because truly, this is where we start the movement. We have to take care of ourselves so we can show up better for everyone else. So we don't want to get lost. We don't want to lose ourselves in the mission to help to change the world, to help to change society, to help to change our communities. I know that many of us, especially people listening to this, feel a drive and a call to be able to help to affect change and to bring a positive change to the world right now. For us to do that, we need to make sure that we are governing our own psychology, our own health, and so that we can spread that out. And of course, now that's not to say we can't help everyone else at the same time. I feel very called to do that. You know, some, but, and it's not always perfect. Sometimes I ex extend myself a little bit too much and that kind of mentality of like, you know, laying my life on the line to be able to help to change the world, you know? But in reality, if we can really work to make sure that we are good, we can show up better and bring our very best to the situation. And so that's what I wanna talk about next. I wanna zoom in and talk about some specific pieces of this for us to identify and hopefully to gather some insights on. So regardless of what's going on with the health of society right now, you have got to take control of your own health. Regardless of what's going on with the health of society, right now, you need to take control of your own health. 
And you traversing that and finding your way through there is just going to help you to be in, to be able to share that with your family and to be able to share that with your community. But again, most importantly, we have to look at taking control of what we can control right now. And we know that first and foremost, the number one risk factor for dying from infectious diseases like coronaviruses, like influenza, is having a pre-existing chronic disease. It is the number one risk factor. As you know, people are not talking about this enough. Major media is not talking about this. They're not shedding any light on it. And what can we do to actually help to eliminate or reduce this number one cause of susceptibility to infectious diseases like coronaviruses and influenza? So with that said, we might not be able to transform society right now, but we can transform our own inner culture. So what can you do right now to ensure preventative measures that you don't personally become stricken with a chronic disease? This is the time to do those things. Take control of your own health, first and foremost. If you are dealing with a chronic illness, what are some steps that you can do to reduce those symptoms and or eliminate the chronic illness. Because as we know, many of these are lifestyle driven. The vast majority are diet driven. The Journal of the American Medical Association, JAMA, JAMA is a good, you know, little acronym. JAMA has confirmed, just a brand new study, I think it came out last year, that poor diet is the number one cause of poor health in the United States. Number one cause. Number one cause, the thing that makes us susceptible to everything else, but who is talking about food? But this is what we do here, and we're going to continue to do that. But today, again, we're just laying principles down right now. So we need to take care of our own health, take control of our own health. When the rest of the health of society seems to be in such flux, this is a time for us to zoom in and really take care of our own health. Are you doing that? If not, today is a call to action. It is time. Again, what can I do right now? Asking yourself, utilizing instinctive elaboration. What can I do right now to lower my risk of developing a chronic disease? Or what can I do right now to help to reverse or eliminate a chronic illness that I'm dealing with? Ask the questions. We know what the things are in our own life. They're going to be individual. And also with gyms closed, what can I do? Gyms opened up. My son, Jordan, 19 years old, college football player. By the way, you know what they did with the college football season for, for my son? Not only is it not happening this summer, the football season isn't going to start until January. Malarkey. It's bananas. Bananas. What does that do to the, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, so he had, the gyms opened up. He had to make a reservation to go into the gym, you know, and do all the protocols to be able to go. And my son was getting up at 6 a.m. every day. I've never seen him this dedicated, but he was just like, I guess he missed it. It was like, you know, the gym was his boo, I guess, you know. And so he was getting up every day, six o'clock, hitting the gym. And he was just in, in a zone. And then he got close again. But he has to know that he cannot rely on any of these systems, any of these structures. He needs to be self-sufficient, whether that's through relationships. Who do you know that has a gym? Who do you know that has a squat rack? What can you do to gather some equipment that you might need to help to maintain a level of fitness? Uh, right now, obviously, 
When everything first shut down, for example, all the dumbbells got gobbled up. They got snatched up from retail stores, online. You couldn't find you a pair of like five pound dumbbells. It's going to cost you a, a cool grand, a cool thousand bucks to get you a couple five pound dumbbells, you know. And, you know, again, it's just understanding how to be more self-reliant, right? Do you need those five pound? They might help. But what are some other creative things that we can do in the interim? In truth, even having a resistance band, there are dozens. I mean, there are so many exercises you can do with resistance band. It's crazy. But it's getting that education, you know. And so for us, we have a community that, you know, I mean, for many years, thriving community, folks who got the program, the Fat Loss Code, continue to get uh, continuing education long after they got the program, you know. So uh, many years later, we've got so much in their archived workouts but we're actually starting new workouts that we're putting in there because the community needs it. People need it. So we're actually putting in a brand new resistance band workout for everybody who has the fat loss code. If you don't have the fat loss code, uh, pop over to thefatlosscode.com and check it out and see if you want to join the community. Awesome group of people there. But more importantly, the education is just out of this world. And we're talking about metabolism, fat loss, and just having access to uh, very targeted exercise and nutrition programs too. So thefatlosscode.com. And again, just asking yourself, what are some things that I can do so that I'm more self-reliant when things outside of me are in chaos and to take care of my physical fitness? Can you simply go outside and do stuff, right? Uh, is there a trail somewhere near your house? Is there a park that you can go work out, work out at? Can you just move stuff around in your living room and get it in that way? You know, put on... Sean T, you know, put on my, my guy, Sean T, one of his videos. Uh, are, are there some dynamics that you can do with friends and family? You know, I think this is a great opportunity. So many times myself or my wife is working out with our youngest son, Brayden, during this time. You know, so whether he's like doing yoga with his mom or doing some, you know, weight training with her or same thing with me. It's just a good time for us to get together. So my son doesn't just see me on the Internet working out. He can actually firsthand work and do some of the things that I'm doing. And it just really helps to ingrain that process, uh, lay down that that those connections, those neural associations in the mind. So we've talked about this many times on the show. We have uh, specific cells in the brain called mirror neurons that are essentially simulating the things that we witness, that we watch in the environment around us. So if we're watching somebody working out, there are programs in our brain that are simulating us doing the thing. This is why if you see people working out online, it can be inspiring to you to go and work out. I've received that message so many times. People will see, you know, in my Insta story, pieces of workout, they'll be like, that's it. Shutting down Instagram, going to work out now. You know, I love that. I love hearing that. And so providing that for our friends and family, checking in on them, posting your workouts, maybe sending them a little video clip of you at the gym or going for a walk. Do little things, inspire them. You can't necessarily make them or tell them what to do, but inspire them to take care of themselves. And especially if you have kids under your roof right now, this is huge. Even with performance, with focus, performance in school, that physical component, we've talked about this, the mind-muscle connection here on the Model Health Show. We'll put that in the show notes for you, one of my all-time favorite episodes. It literally makes you smarter. Exercising bumps up your IQ. And we've got the data. You know, we've got the data. So again, regardless of what's going on with the health of society, you've got to take control of your own health. Ask the questions. Utilize your brain to find out what are the things I can do 
to ensure that I'm procuring healthier meals. We went hard with DoorDash, all right, for a little while there. And so, but my son, you know, my oldest son, he did food prep. He finally did food prep uh, just this past weekend. My man, I mean, he went in, all right, he went in. He's a great cook. But just like, what are the things that you can do right now to start to cement and create new habits? Use this as an opportunity to create the habits that are gonna lead you to success. Success doesn't just happen. It's the step-by-step process. It's your habits that truly tell the tale of your end results. All right, so now is the time to take control of your habits. And matter of fact, we'll put a, a, a habit, the science of habits and habit creation for you in the show notes as well. All right, so let's move on because that's just one aspect of what we're dealing with right now. And regardless of what's going on with the economy, you have to take control of your own personal economy more than ever right now more than ever. The fallout from what's happening is one of the most disheartening things for me. It's something I've really had a lot of inner turmoil about because I'm just so concerned, you know, and we've had on a a renowned epidemiologist just to talk about some of the things that were not looked at uh, effectively or intelligently with how our societies handle this situation. When we see, you know, 40 million people unemployed when unemployment goes up, it's not just suicide that goes up. It's also uh, the ramifications and, and lives that can potentially fall apart from mental health conditions. Another thing that goes up is about a 50% increase in your risk of having a heart attack if somebody's unemployed. There are many other ways that literally end people's lives when they're not able to have gainful employment or able to make money to provide for their families. And we're looking at millions, millions of lives that are at stake right now. And I just want to do something about it. So again, I don't want to get too much into that because we, but we definitely will. We have to, as a group, if you're listening to this right now, you have the power to take control of your own economy. Regardless of what the economy is doing, you can take care of your own economy. I know the story might come up in your head, but I can't. This thing they won't let me, you know, this thing is closed down. I don't have access. We have to stop because you're just going to talk yourself into not being able to do the thing. You've already ordained it that it's not possible by you saying that. Where there's a will, there's 10,000 ways, but we have to think differently. You, if you can hear this right now, you have the capacity to get your own personal economy strong, even in the midst of economic turmoil. So how do we do this? Again, utilizing instinctive elaborations, asking, what are my strengths? What are my strengths? Because within your strengths, within your gifts, maybe it's music, maybe it's art, maybe it's uh, writing, maybe it's speaking, whatever it might be. Maybe it's leadership, maybe it's management. The list goes on and on. I mean, there's hundreds of things that that can be a strength. Within your strength, within your gift is probably some money. And we want to get your economy, your personal economy strong right now. So ask, what are my strengths? Also, this might be my friend Michael Beckwith, who we had on the show, says that this is the corona bonus. It might be a corona bonus right now for you to now engage in the thing that you actually were born to do. Maybe now is the time to engage in the thing that you truly love, but you didn't have the opportunity before because you were so caught up in that life. There was a time when I was working at a casino, 
All right. Now, I know if you haven't heard this before, you like, Sean, what are you doing there? Were you dealing blackjack? No. I worked in hard count. All right. The hard count department. So we, we counted the hard money, the hard coins. I had to be at my job at 3.30 a.m. in the morning. We had to wear jumpsuits without pockets, steel-toed shoes, knee pads. We are on the ground emptying every bucket. There are full buckets of coins throughout the entire casino every day. And people love their slot machines. All right? So I was, I've always had this thing. I've always had this thing that you have to acknowledge. You got to acknowledge in yourself. Like what, who are you at your core? Even then, 19 years old, I end up being the manager of the department. All right. How? You know, like I've got, I'm, I'm the like manager of folks who are in their 30s and 40s. And, you know, because, but my big driving po point was I want to get this job done. We've got a job to accomplish. Let's get it done. So I had this, which I could have transferred over somewhere else. But I told myself the story that this is what I, this is the best job I can get right now. Because it did pay, paid great compared to a lot of other jobs. But I could have taken those skills and created something else. Created, you know, started my own business. Uh, created the Model Health Show. Um, eventually, of course, like everything qualifies you to be able to do those things. But part of the reason I didn't do it to get out of that dreadful casino. They lock you in a room. They lock you in a room with the jumpsuit on to count all the coins you cannot get out of the room unless you call security. And sometimes security, it's kind of like a like a East Coast, West Coast beef with us. Like the security and the hard count, they just wouldn't come sometimes. Like it'd take a long time to come get you and they got to wand you. They got to scan you in case you got a coin in your butt. You know, like it's crazy. It's, but I... Subjected myself to it. And the reason I kept telling them I, I, I'm going to get something else, but I had this job and it made me, it, I was tired. On my days off, I didn't look for a new thing to do. I was just trying to have some free time because this job took so much of my life and my life energy. Maybe the Corona bonus is, is freeing up your life energy to now start doing the thing that you were born to do. Let that simmer. <laughs> So this is another thing to really look at. Asking yourself, what, what would I love to do every day if I can get up and do any job, or if I can get up and do any type of work, what would I love to do? What would it be something that money doesn't even matter? I just would love to do this actual thing. I would love to do this each day. What would that be? Would you love to paint every day? There are ways, man, there are people making a killing right now doing art and selling it online, right? You got to start somewhere, you know? So what, ask yourself, what would I love to do for a living if money wasn't an issue? But jumping back into the reality of the situation for many of us is that money is an issue. It, it, it is a major issue. So another question to pose your amazing mind and literally take out a piece of paper and do this. Ask yourself, what are five things I can do right now to make more income? What are five things I can do right now to make more income? And let your mind run free. Because I promise you, you're going to come up with probably more than five things. All right. There's so many different things that we can do 
But not right now, we got to be a little bit scrappy. All right, scrappy dappy dude. Scooby Doo's was his nephew. All right, we got to get scrappy. And scrappy was about that life, right? They had, had to hold him back. But this was what we talked about on the episode with Amy Porterfield, which we'll put in the show notes for you. I really want to have her on when this thing, the, the inception of this started to get our minds focused on like, what are some things we can do potentially online, especially when you, so many businesses are closed and you can't do person to person business. So write down, what are five things you can do right now to make more income? Another question or something to look at is maybe another Corona bonus is a lesson for us to diversify our income and not be dependent on one thing. Corona bonus, not be dependent on one thing. For myself, a, a nice chunk of my income would come from, I traveled and spoke all over the world. I'm from the Lou, man. Ferguson, Missouri, South St. Louis, East St. Louis. I, I, I spoke in Nova Scotia, you know, Portugal, Philippines, man. Oh, it's crazy. It's just, it blows me away. And obviously all over the country as well, you know? And so St. Martin, let me stop. But that paused, major pause in, in that. But over the years, I've been working on ways, how can I diversify things? So I'm not depending on that one thing. More so with me speaking is really, that's a love. That's something I just love to do. And I put myself in position to be able to have income to support my family doing the thing that I love, right? But I don't want to be dependent on that one thing because who knows what can happen? You feel me? So I hope that that makes sense. The Corona bonus is what are some ways that I can diversify my income and just start to think differently about that, all right? Because there are many different ways that we can be uh, diversifying, creating what Bob Proctor, when I first heard this term from Bob Proctor, you know, one of the goats in personal development, uh, to, to create multiple streams of income, multiple streams of income. Shout out to Bob Proctor. We'll put a Bob Proctor interview for you in the show notes as well. I can't believe I talked to Bob Proctor. How cool is that? All right. So maybe another uh, thing right now for us to focus on to strengthen our own personal economy is simply taking on the, the, the mental and, and heart shift required to become more self-reliant. Because it's not just about a mental shift. It's also a shift in our belief system. It's a shift in our core, in, in, our, in our spirit in a sense. Because when we are working for a job, we have, this, we have to have a value extraction paradigm where we are going to a job and we're exchanging our time for money. That's how it works. And there's nothing wrong with that. However, if you're shifting to find something to be more self-reliant, you know, maybe creating a sidepreneurship or becoming an entrepreneur, starting your own thing, you have to shift your mindset away from a value extraction paradigm to a value creation paradigm. Now you don't get paid for your time. You don't trade your time for money. You get paid for the value you deliver, right? So it takes a shift in your heart. It takes a shift in your core to be able to do that. Not everybody's wired up to do that, and that's okay. Because the value extraction paradigm with a job, you can still do exceptionally well. You can create new revenue streams and income and bonuses and all kinds of stuff within that construct. But if you're shifting over it to look at how can I be more self-reliant, 
It takes a shift in our spirit. And so right now, a big part of that for so many people, this internal shift is being forced upon us. And it's, again, it might be another Corona bonus. So just examining our mindset, like are we looking for another job to accept us and to possibly become a linchpin within that organization so that, you know, we're not fireable or layoffable or, you know, we're, we're uh, incredibly uh, vital to the organization so that we can ensure our livelihood within it? Or are we looking at, well, I need to be a little bit more self-reliant because you never know, right? And now that leads us, so we talked about our, our personal economy. And so this leads us to another domain we need to pay attention to right now, which is regardless of what's going on with the relationships around you, we need to take control of our own relationships. Regardless of what's going on with the relationships around the world and the relationships outside of yourself, what you see out there on the interwebs, what you hear about on the streets, now is the time to take control of your own relationships, All right? Right now, we're in a time where we're experiencing the entanglement. There's a lot of entanglement going on in relationships, All right? People that are dabbling in the entangle, and that's okay. That's okay. We have to define what relationships are going to look like for us right now. Now is the time to gain clarity on what we want not worrying about what everybody else is doing, what everybody else wants, what everybody else wants for you, but taking this time to get clear on what it is that you want from your relationships, whether it's your intimate relationships, your relationship with your children, friends and family, uh, coworkers, whatever the case might be. Now is a time to gain clarity. And so asking, what can you do right now to strengthen the bond between yourself and the people that you love? So maybe this is, let's use the uh, uh, significant other paradigm, right? So right now, there are a lot of people who are in close quarters, but they might be more distant than ever. You think that now that people are working less, they're in the house more, they're spending more time together. And maybe there are time periods that that did happen, especially early on. People looking at this like, oh, we're just, it's just an indoor camping trip for a couple of weeks. Nah. They shut it down again. And so people might be just be fed up. This is the time to proactively work on strengthening those bonds. Now, not to say that you don't need your own time, your own QT, your own quality time for yourself. But this is the time. If, if, if the relationship that you're in is the relationship you want to be in, to invest in it right now. All right? So what are some of those things? And the complicated part is, that the things we typically do with our loved one, with our significant other, it's not available. We can't go to the movies. You can't go out to eat. You can't hang out with friends. You can't go to the uh, art museum. Is that what you, I don't know. I went to the art museum once with, with my wife. It's pretty dope. Um, but shut it shut down, right? So one of the things that we've done is simply just go for a drive, right? Go for a drive. We get in the car, put on some music, we talk. Uh, another thing that we've done is uh, making sure that we have family time together, you know, like making sure that we're sitting down to have a meal. It has not been perfect. It has not been perfect. But proactively making a decision, like blank number of times each week, we all sit down together and have a meal together. Uh, but also with my wife, and one of the things that I plan to do, shh, don't tell her. And I got this idea from Shalene Johnson. 
take the 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 dinner together, the lunch together outside, right? So maybe I could set up a little joint in the backyard. You know, that would be cute. We got a little deck thing, but or we can go to a park and have you know have the little you know Yogi Bear jump off. You know, hey boo boo, picking the basket. You feel me? We could do that, right? But finding creative ways. I hope she can't hear me. You know, because of course studio is closed. We're doing this gorilla style from Casa de Stevenson. I hope I said that right. No disrespect. No disrespect. I took French. Okay. Bonjour. Je m'appelle Sean. Como tu t'appelles? Come on. Look at that. Uh, uh, la, la piscine avec moi? That means go to the swimming pool with me? Man, let me stop. Let me stop. All right, another thing that we can do right now to help to increase and improve those bonds is, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, is to work out together, right? This is another time where everybody's together, closer proximity. And it's such a great thing to be able to, you know, to, to, to accomplish goals, to, to sweat together, you know, in a different way. <laughs> um, but to sweat together, uh, to, to go for walks together. You know, to go for a walk and to talk and to spend time, uh, do something special for them. Do something special for them. Even as I was looking at this for today and uh, examining my own mind, I was thinking of things that I could do that I have not done yet. And I was just inspired to do them. You know, maybe you can order some flowers, you know, maybe. Are they delivering flowers, though? It's going to be all of this is going to be an adventure. You know, the flowers might come with like a space suit on it. I don't know. You know, but, uh, you know, maybe getting a gift somehow or, you know, obviously online shopping is still jumping off. But, you know, just finding a way to do something special for them. And also extending this out to our our family and our community, you know, finding creative ways to spend time together. I know people that have not seen their loved ones, their parents, grandparents in months who they normally see because of fear and because of their precaution. And it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking that we're experiencing a time like this. But what are some creative ways that you can help to bridge that gap? There's nothing like the touch and being able to hug the person that you love. But, you know, maybe, of course, like Zoom is, is jumping off, you know, being able to FaceTime. Um, <laughs> maybe you might go old school and write a handwritten letter. Pin pal. All right, pin pal that bad boy. So just finding creative ways to create and sustain those bonds, you know, spend time proactively. Uh, if your relationship matters, invest in it, you know. So again, regardless of what's going on with the relationships around you, a lot of people are dabbling in the entangle right now. <laughs> You've got to make sure to take control of your own relationships. This is a great time to get clarity on what you want your relationships to look like. Maybe it's something you never even thought about. Maybe the relationship's just been happening. Get clarity on what you want. Get clarity on the direction you want to go. My wife and I finally sat down and planned out. We looked at what are some of the things that we want to do um, in all the different areas of our lives. You know, we sat down and talked about it. We usually do it every year, but stuff had just gone kind of, you know, bonkers. I've, I, that's literally the first time I've ever said bonkers. Outside, I think it was like a bonkers candy maybe. But it did, you know, but these are the times to do it because once you gain clarity, it's like a new energy, a momentum takes place when you know the direction that you want to go. So 
One other area that I want to discuss, and there's so many different areas for us to, to look at, but I want to really cover these four main areas, which is our personal health, our economic health, our relationship health. But regardless of what's going on with the mental health of society, you have to take control of your own personal mental health right now. My friend, Dr. Daniel Amen would call it mental hygiene. Practicing your mental hygiene is more important than ever. And right now, I mean, if you look around us, it's understandable that we be struggling with our mental and emotional well-being when there's so much uncertainty, when there's so many things that are driving fear, when there's so many things that are just upside down and inside out and, and twisted 30 different ways in our lives. You know, the reality that we once had is no longer existing for so many of us. It's understandable that we'd have heightened emotional sensitivity struggling with our mental well-being and our mental hygiene. It's understandable. But now is the time to take control. We cannot keep outsourcing our mental health to the world around us. For them to give us an all clear, everything's okay, now you can feel better. Now you can feel more certain and safe. We have to take control right now. And when we are experiencing so much uncertainty, again, it's natural because the more primitive parts of our brain, you know, the limbic system, the amygdala, these parts of our brain that are highly emotional parts of our brains tend to be much more overactive when we are experiencing fear or uncertainty. It's just how we're wired up. And you can see a great demonstration of this if you go on social media right now. You've never seen so many people fighting, right? People are literally just looking for problems. Like they're going online to get into a fight. They're just like, I'm pissed off, man. You know, like Chris Tucker. They're just looking for problems. And this is what happens with the emotional brain. You know, that amygdala hijack takes place. Our higher order functioning gets hijacked. And actually, one of the things that we do is that because everybody thinks right now that they're 100% right. And that is a big, a, a major point of contention, a major dividing force is that everybody thinks they're 100% right. And people are taking sides. In reality, most of us operate, the vast majority of us operate in the middle at different places. But now we've become so extreme and we all think we're 100% right. And we've talked about this on a previous episode about our cognitive biases and our self-serving bias, specifically that we look for information to affirm that we are right. And so with that said, even though, and not to say there isn't some dumbass things that are getting said out there on the internet right now, because there definitely is. Okay, in major media, there definitely is. There always has been. Now it's just at a whole different level. It's at a whole different level. But even though that that is the case, most people aren't saying things that are illogical or doing things that are illogical because they're malicious or they're trying to hurt people. Most they're just afraid. Most people are just afraid. They're trying to figure things out. They're trying to find some sense of certainty in their lives. And with everybody thinking that they're 100% right and they're trying to justify things that are illogical, and this might be speaking to somebody right now, somebody you might have been dealing with. What the, the complicated thing that happens when we think we're 100% right is that we'll use our logical executive part of our brain to rationalize emotional decisions. So I hope that makes sense. We'll have an emotional response to something 
And then we'll use our executive brain to rationalize it and make it sound like it's super real, like it's super authentic and true and 100% right. It's, it's a sketchy time out there. It's a sketchy time out there. But all that process does is make us fight harder for our belief and it reduces our capacity to listen. That's the truth. Because in truth, right now, we can go a lot further in our connection, in our communication, if we take a moment to truly understand where other people are coming from. Because believe it or not, the greatest bridge to transformation in thinking is having rapport, is creating rapport and understanding. Seek first to understand and then to be understood. I know that a lot of families are divided right now on different issues. You know, a lot of communities are divided in different issues. Seek first to understand and then to be understood. We have to set aside our drive to be right and listen. There's a lot to listen to right now, obviously, but many of us have a lot more time that we didn't have. So it's a good time to listen, to learn, and then to speak after, to let things process, let it marinate. 2020, again, came in, threw our lives into a blender, hit the, hit the Vitamix, blend tech, but low-key, we can create a, a delicious smoothie out of that, all right? You know, throw some cacao in there, a little, little uh, Organifi in there. So I just want us to be aware of that, to proactively look for ways to, 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 to listen, to understand, to perspective take, to be more patient, and to take care of our own mental health. Because truth be told, a lot of people that you're arguing with or you're trying to convince, wow, what's the opposite of mental hygiene? Dirty mind? <laughs> they've, got, they've got a dirty brain, you know? They, their mental hygiene their, their mental health is struggling right now. That's why they're so offended and offensive. So just keep that in mind. You know, just be like, oh, you, you're, a little, you're a little off right now. And that's okay. I wish you the best. I'm going to keep it moving, though. Because in truth, and here's a big, big truth. Trying to convince somebody who's saying crazy things online that they're wrong. Trying to convince somebody who's saying crazy things online that they're wrong is like trying to understand why Marvel had one actor play Iron Man and DC has had like eight dudes play Batman. Like, what? what are you doing? It makes no sense, right? We got Val Kilmer. We got George Clooney. We got Christian Bale. We got... The dude from the Gotham TV show, super random. We got another Batman on Team Titans who was an actor who played in Game of Thrones. Pretty good actor. Another guy. We got Batfleck. Do they call him Batfleck? Ben Affleck? And we've got the OG Michael Keaton. We've got, now we've got Robert Pattinson, boy. All right? Twilight fame. But he's ventured out. He's done his own thing. Independent films. Showing he, he, you know, he's versatile. Showing that he's not about the glitz and clam. He's Batman now, guys. Eight dudes. I'm confused. Marvel had this stuff together. 
They had a 10-year plan. Anyways, but that's what it's like trying to convince somebody who's saying crazy things online that they're wrong. It's like trying to understand DC's universe. It's not your job to do. It's not your job to do. So with that said, this is an opportunity for us to take control of our own mental health. What are the things that you're doing? Write down three things that you can do every day to support your own energy, to support your own mental well-being. Write three things down. Is that journaling every day? Is that reading or watching a personal development book or video every day? Right? Get your mindset right. Right? Is it, uh, you know, listening to a podcast daily? Is it uh, taking time to, you know, write your goals? There was a time for about three months, I wrote down my same three goals, my three biggest goals every single day. I wrote them every day, every day, my three biggest goals. And every one of those three audacious goals I accomplished, every one of them. It seemed like a miracle, because at the time it was, it did not seem very tangible, but you know, it really helped to lay down that, you know, that myelin, lay down that that belief. It became a part of like, this is where I'm going. This is who I am, and I believe I I got that strategy from Jack Canfield, if I'm not mistaken, who again, very grateful to have had on the Model Health Show recently. So. Listen, these are four major categories that regardless of the health of society, we need to take control of our personal health. Regardless of the economic status of society, we need to take control of our own personal economy. Regardless of the relationship status, whether it's complicated in a relationship, entangled, regardless of the relationship status of society around us, we need to take control of our own relationship status. Regardless of the mental health status of the economy, the society around us, we need to take control of our own mental health. And then we ask, how can I serve? How can I help? How can I help to make an impact on the millions of lives or even start just with my family? You can expand out from there to make a difference when so many people need it. That's what we're here for. We're here for each other. Most importantly, we're here to be great. We're here to become the best version of ourselves. And this Corona bonus, we were born at this time in human history because we're qualified for it. We're here to utilize this time to usher in the next stage of human evolution. So many things have been askew. So many things under the surface have been off track. So many systems that are in place with the government to... Our, our social structures have allowed so much abuse and, and so much suffering. Right now, we live in a time where the third leading cause of death, according to a study from Johns Hopkins, is medical intervention. Death by doctor is the third leading cause of death after heart disease, cancer, death by doctor. And not to say, because this can create a stigma, not to say that there aren't amazing, wonderful, well-intentioned physicians all over the country, which there are, absolutely. But our system is amazing at emergency medicine, but the treatment of chronic diseases, we've got a lot to learn. We've got a lot to go. But if we keep acting like the problem isn't there, me even saying this, that this is a third leading cause of death, is going to ruffle feathers. But we have to look at it. 
You know, and that's from uh, neglect. That's from mistakes in surgery, mistakes in medicine, prescribed drugs. This is from, you know, treatments that actually take people's lives instead of save them. The list goes on and on. And you can look this up for yourself, all right? But these structures need to change. And we see it right now, all of the unnecessary suffering and fear because we have a system that is not about health. It's not a healthcare system. It's a sick care system. This is our opportunity. The Corona bonus is we can change this stuff. We're alive to do it. But we need to be the model. We need to be the representation of what's possible. And uh, I just appreciate you so much for taking the time and, and, and hanging out with me. Again, this is an opportunity for so many of us to really step up and to become the best version of ourselves. But we have to start to think differently. I know that there's a lot going on. There's a lot of turmoil. There's a lot of confusion. But right here, low key, we've got each other's back. All right, I'm standing for you. And I'm going to continue to push the envelope. I'm going to continue to you know, set a precedent. I'm going to continue to uh, elevate myself to be a, a force of good in your life. And I appreciate you for inviting me into your world because your world matters. Your world is important. You have gifts and talents and capacities that you are here to share. And I'm just grateful to be a part of the story. If you could, make sure to share this episode out with the people that you care about on social media. Of course, you can tag me. I'm at Sean Model on Instagram. And on Twitter, same thing. I pop into Twitter. Twitter's, Twitter gets popping sometimes. And on, the fa on Facebook, I'm like, the Facebook. Sound like grandma. Um, on the Facebook, I'm at the Model Health Show. And shout out to the grandmas, by the way. Um, man, my grandma, wow, such a force of good in my life. And this is what we all can be for each other. You know, all she gave me the opportunity to see what unconditional love looks like. She gave me the opportunity to see what magic can be created in somebody's life. The magic that can be created in a child's life. Man, I still feel her hug. And um, I can't wait for so many of you guys to be able to hug and love on your family members again. Let's help our society to, to do the same thing, but it starts with us. It's time to take control. I appreciate you so much for tuning in. Take care, have an amazing day, and I'll talk with you soon. And for more after the show, make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find all of the show notes, you can find transcriptions, videos for each episode, and if you got a comment, you can leave me a comment there as well. And please make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a rating to let everybody know that the show is awesome. And I appreciate that so much. And take care. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help you transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.